Stay winning at Capital One Arena when you use Clear. Download the free Clear app and use it to beat the crowds during the playoffs. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals dominate in Game 3. Now look to push the Panthers to the brink. The second line and secondary scoring lead the way. And in praise of Ilya Samsonov, and you, the fans who supported him on Saturday. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, May 9th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. It was arguably the most complete playoff performance by the Capitals since the run to the Stanley Cup in 2018. There was timely scoring, tight checking, a goaltender making the big save when it was needed, and Washington, who entered the tournament as the eighth seed in the East, earning a matchup with a team that has the best record in the NHL. They've dominated perhaps all but one period through the first three games, bouncing back from an early deficit on Saturday, Ben, and laid down a 6-1 beating of the Florida Panthers in Game 3. There was scoring from expected places. There was scoring from unexpected places. And the Capitals now, with a two-games-to-one series lead, heading into tonight's Game 4. You can't say enough about the performance on Saturday and now trying to push Florida closer to the edge of the cliff tonight. Oh, yeah, there was so much to like from Game 3 from a Caps perspective. First off, the response coming back from the deflating loss last Thursday in Game 2 in Florida and then overcoming the early deficit in the first period over the weekend in Game 3. And you mentioned all the elements that went into it, the balanced scoring, special teams, the goaltending was very good, the overall team defense was good again, and you can add physicality to that list as well. Alex Ovechkin, John Carlson, among others, in that first period, setting the tone early with the physicality. And I think if you look big picture, the Capitals, you know, despite that defeat last Thursday in game two, they're playing with a healthy confidence right now. They're playing with a swagger and they've been the better team. As you noted, a case could be made for even eight of the nine periods that have been played so far. And I think we're seeing two things going on. Number one, from the cap side of things, again, a healthy swagger, a veteran bunch, They're very confident. They know what it takes to win at this time of year. And then conversely, let's acknowledge the Florida Panthers for all their regular season success. I think we saw it with some undisciplined play on their side in the third period. I think it's getting to them, John. You know, we'll see how they respond tonight in game four. But they're dealing with some adversity right now, talking about Florida, that they have not dealt with at any point this season in their President's Trophy winning campaign. And their coach, Andrew Burnett, acknowledged as much that they're being outworked, they're losing battles, and potentially feeling the pressure for this time of year, given the expectations that they have for themselves, the Panthers. So two things going on right now. We'll see how it now carries into game four tonight, but it's an interesting dynamic from the two teams, how they've handled themselves through three games so far. You mentioned that swagger, maybe that personified by TJ Oshie, a power play goal at the end of the first period Saturday when it was badly needed, even the score at one and started a stretch of six unanswered goals. A milestone goal for him, too, and the franchise. Oshie, now second all-time in Capitals history in power play goals 
in the playoffs. That was his 14th in the first period Saturday afternoon, passing Peter Bondra after the miserable season that he had filled with injuries and working back from those seemingly all year. He's been terrific through the first three games of this series and easily the best hockey of his season coming at the right time of the year right now. Yeah, he's been really good. He's built for this time of year, TJ Oshie. He's a bulldog and has that mentality. And just looking back at Saturday, looked really good on a top line again with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. He's no stranger to playing with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. He certainly has done that over the years. But right now, it's taking a communal effort, if you will, to help fill the void without Tom Wilson. And Oshie is certainly among those doing some heavy lifting to start this series. The only multi-goal scorer so far this series for the Capitals. And really encouraging to see him, to see Nicholas Backstrom, to see Anthony Mantha, to see Lars Eller, to see all of them playing well and healthy at this time of year. And real quick, John, Peter Laviolette relayed last week. I think this was maybe after game one. He was talking about several players that missed so much time during the season and acknowledged that when they all came back, and TJ Oshie, part of that group, when they all came back at different points of the year, it's like jumping on a moving train and trying to catch up with everyone on the train and trying to catch up with a moving train. And he suggested that finally leading into the postseason, maybe all those guys who missed significant time during the season, they're all in a good place going into the playoffs and here in round one. And we've certainly seen that, whether it's Oshie, whether it's Backstrom, whether it's Mantha, et cetera, down the line. But TJ Oshie, certainly, he looks good, he looks healthy, he feels good, and he's playing like it. The battle of the special teams in this series has not been much of a battle, really. When it comes to the power play and the penalty kill, the Capitals have dominated the Panthers. Very good the Capitals have in this series with four power play goals and 12 chances. And the next time the Panthers score with a man advantage will be the first time in this series, 0 for 9. That's what Florida is after three games. The evidence clear that the Capitals are dominating one of the best power play teams in the NHL. Man, they've only got 10 shots on their power play in nine tries. So it's not just the fact that you're getting big saves or they're just missing. They're not even getting the puck to the net very much on their power play. And what a job. And maybe the best supporting actors of this series to date have been the guys on the PK. You're right. And and one of the things I, I always try to emphasize when talking about special teams and the numbers is also when they take place, when the power play is coming through, when the penalty kill is coming through, what's the situation in the game? When exactly are the kills taking place? And if you just look at game three, in a game where the Capitals ultimately win blowout fashion, the 6-1 final, it was in the second period. Game is tied at one, and the Panthers had back-to-back power play chances. There were a couple of minors the Capitals took, I believe, 19 seconds apart. So the penalty killers, almost four minutes consecutively, were on the ice. Not a whole lot of time to even take a breather in there if you're on that PK unit. And they stepped up. They had the solid penalty kill. They didn't give up much. Samsonov was there to back them up when they did. And then it was minutes later, back at even strength, that the Capitals eventually took the lead for good with the Johansson eventual game winner. So I look not only at the numbers, the fact that they're coming up with the kills and the power play goals, but also when some of them are happening, key moments, their momentum swings. They always are in playoff time, and the Capitals certainly have reaped the benefits from both special teams units, the power play clicking and that penalty kill, just doing a terrific job against a power play from Florida, which was uh, among the strengths in the NHL ranking fifth during the regular season. 
you mentioned Marcus's goal for all that went right offensively for the Caps in Game 3 on Saturday. That second line leading the way, perhaps one of the most encouraging signs for potential long-term success. We have been saying it for weeks here and also saying it was going to be a big key in the series. For Washington to have a chance to put down the President's Trophy winners, you need other sources of offense not named Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. And now with Tom Wilson out, that is even more critical to the mission. And in Game 3, Marcus Johansson, two points. Beauty of the goal, as you mentioned, in the second period. Anthony Mantha with a terrific Game 1 and a real quiet Game 2. Two assists from him in Game 3, same for Nick Backstrom. You get six points from that second line. Mission accomplished. They were everything the Capitals needed them to be in Game 3. Not only finding the back of the net and producing the points and filling up the stat sheet, but doing a lot of little things that led to those offensive opportunities. You're Anthony Mantha. You're winning board battles. You're forcing turnovers. You're using that big frame. Game high 10 hits in the series opener. Game one going back to last week in Florida. And then more of the same in game three over the weekend. Again, forcing turnovers. I think it was the Trevor Van Riemsdyk goal that made it 3-1 late in the second period. The assist went to Johansson and Backstrom. The only reason Mantha didn't get an assist is because they don't give out three assists for goals. I mean, he started that play forcing a McKenzie Weger turnover deep in the Florida zone. So good on those guys for coming through. Anthony Mantha, clearly there's a correlation here. When he plays well, when he's clicking, so too are the Capitals so far in this series. You mentioned he took a step back in game two. Hopefully the, the standard that he's now shown that he's set in games one and three is something he could continue to live up to. And Johansson as well. Nice to see. It took him some time, I think, to adjust after the trade from Seattle, his second tenure in Washington. Let's acknowledge, he acknowledged that even in March and early April, took him some time to get comfortable and reacclimate himself with the lineup and the expectations. He was very good the other day, hopefully too, something that he could build off of. And if that line does remain intact, Johansson, Backstrom, and Mantha, you know, that's a, it was a great trio the other day and hopefully something that uh, continues here moving forward tonight. There are times through the course of a game broadcast that we can't completely capture the full essence of what's happening around us. The game just moves too fast sometimes. We do the best we can. We try to find the right words at the right moment to give you as much as we possibly can. But on Saturday afternoon, there was more I wanted to say and more that should have been said about not only the job that Ilya Samsonov did in net to give the Capitals a chance to get the lead in the series, but also the incredible fan support that this fan base gave him and the appreciation of Ilya Samsonov of that ovation that he got. It was nothing short of beautiful. Samsonov said he felt like he was going to cry at the overwhelming support he got on Saturday, the chance from the crowd, the cheering for every save. If you were at the game on Saturday, you were a huge part of this team's success. So encouraging, so loud, so supportive. I haven't stopped thinking about it since Saturday. And just recently, Ben, we were in a visiting building that literally jeered their goaltender after he gave up a goal in the first period. One goal. That's it. Now, if you listen to this show, you've gone to games, you've watched on TV, you know how much Elia has struggled in the second half. To hear that crowd reaction, to find out later what it meant to him, that instantly became one of my favorite moments of this entire season. Yes, he's got to go do it again tonight. Yes, he's got to go do it consistently if the Caps want to make a deep run. But if he does, the support of the fan base Saturday is going to have a whole lot to do with it. Ben, in hockey more than any other sport, there is a relationship between hockey and fans and the energy in the building. And it can go both ways. In 2016 and 2017, it got real quiet when Pittsburgh got a lead. And once the Capitals and their fan base learned how it felt 
to win something. And then you have that swagger. The fans have that swagger now, even if it's four years gone by. And I thought the pick me up for Sam Solonoff, his reaction, I thought it was just awesome. Everything about it and good on you. If you were in the building and you were leading that charge, you did this franchise a real service in game three. That crowd was terrific. It's okay to believe, right? I think I heard that's that right. somewhere going back a few years ago. I think that's a trademark somewhere. But I thought of that the, the, the other day on Saturday afternoon in the third period. The stakes weren't nearly as high as what I'm going to mention here. But in 2018, in the Eastern Conference Final, Game 6 against Tampa Bay, that to me, that remains the, the best night at Capital One Arena. That Game 6 against Tampa Bay, a 3 nothing shutout win when they were facing elimination. But that night, crowd was terrific. And in the third period, almost every stoppage, the ovations were coming. And the other day, again, it's not the same stakes. It wasn't quite at that level. But I did think of that Game 6 in 2018 against Tampa on Saturday afternoon in the third period when the Capitals were putting the authoritative stamp on that win and continuing to to rack up goals. And Samsonov was coming up with the saves and the cheering and the ovation and the chanting of Ilya's name. You're right. That, that was special stuff on Saturday. And for Ilya Samsonov himself to acknowledge, it was important for him. It was important to him to show himself well, to have a good start. Not only, John, because of the regular season and the inconsistencies he dealt with this year, but because he had a taste of the playoffs last year, too. And he had three starts. And he went winless in those three games. And I think there's an appetite for him. He's waited a whole year to get this opportunity again. And then he had to wait another two plus games to get the opportunity to start game three over the weekend. So good on him for making the most of the opportunity. And I think he recognizes too, for his own personal resume, this is a clean slate now, start of the postseason. You put the regular season behind you. So good on him to make the most of it the other day and also to rebound after allowing the early goal to Jonathan Huberdeau. There was a lot to like from his game. Now the big question not unlike Vitek Vanacek earlier in the series. How does he follow it up now in his second start here coming up tonight, game four against the Panthers? But he was great. He was appreciative. And you're right. Stick tap and a kudos to the crowd. The first capacity crowd for a playoff game at Capital One Arena since 2019. Uh, those in attendance made the most of it. It was really, really great. 46 saves on 47 for Elia over the course of the last two games. Let's hope he keeps it rolling tonight. Caps and Florida Panthers. Washington leading the series two games to one. Game four tonight at seven. You can hear all the games in the Stanley Cup playoffs on 106.7 The Fan in D.C. Everywhere else at CapsRadio247.com. A playoff edition of Caps Game Day coming up at four this afternoon with Ben. What's coming up on the show later today? Yeah, real quick, we'll touch base with Samantha Pell from the Washington Post, get her thoughts on, I don't know, the food that is offered at the arena. Apparently, she's an expert on the matter. We'll also touch base and talk some hockey, too, I believe. And also, a Game 3 win, you know what that means, the ultimate Game 3 highlight montage, all the highlights, all the calls, the great moments, the post-game audio reaction, all neatly packaged in montage form, among other things, coming up on Caps Game Day, Caps Radio 24-7, CapsRadio247.com at 4 Eastern. Nobody montages like you, Ben. Have yourself a good Game 4 Monday, will you? Happy Game 4 Monday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.